Kitch. Yellow. Well, just when you thought uh, we'd never be back together again, uh, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually surprised. <laughs> I, thought we were, I thought we were done. We're still alive. Things still happening. Things are still happening uh, in the borderline rappers world. Um, <laughs> but uh, obviously, before we get to that, I mean, there's uh, lots to talk about. Did you um, did you have anything that you want to share with us at the beginning of the uh, pod? No, we we should bring up Dano. Dano's not here. He's in Vegas, the big World Series of Poker. So he's, I forgot he's about that. that. Yeah. Now is he actually? He's yes. not in the main event. Uh, no. Although we did go in a five hundred dollar tournament with forty two hundred people, and he got to like eightieth. So he made four grand. No. Of, uh, four hundred. Yeah. You know yeah. what? That'll pay for at least one of the nights. And he got nailed. He got nailed. He got ace ace uh, ten, and some guy called him all in. He went all in. Some guy called him all in with ace six. And the guy caught a six on the river. Six yeah, on the you know, river. That's that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes in that world. And you know, that guy was tilting or whatever. It makes no sense, right? Why would you ever call all ace? Unless you thought yeah. Denno was tilting. I don't. I don't know how people make money in that long term. Like that is there's there's so much luck involved in that. Well, there's actually a documentary out. Um, I, I gotta get the name of it where it talks about all these like guys that you, like Chris Moneymaker, the first the, like who then became professional players and have like lost it all. Oh yeah, right. They have That's success, and then they just—it just all goes south in a hurry. I mean, it's a speaking of dark, and I love dark, but that's going to be the darkest world out there—the poker world. Oh, jeez. Oh, Deno, Deno played in this thing. He said he sat for nine hours on day one, and he was like seven or eight hours in on day two. Like that's—that's that's a grind. Just that to sit a, there. Yeah, you know, listen, I just sat for six hours a day on a safari uh, for six straight days, and I was ready to kill myself. I can't imagine doing that for a living. All day, every day, sitting in a chair. I would go nuts. Totally. Especially, it's not like TV poker where you see these hands. Like There's there's oh. one hand an hour. Like You, you basically you might play one hand an hour, maybe you two hands an hour. You know what? I would, now that I think about it, the poker world is the equivalent of a safari. Like you just sit <laughs> and wait for shit to happen, right? Hoping something good. Hoping you see a male lion. Hoping you catch pocket aces every, you know, seven hours. <laughs> Yeah, that is very similar. You're right. Yeah, you just sit and wait. Uh, with all that being said, I, I, I'm not I'm not sliding off safari. As far as the safari was awesome, but it was oh, yeah? just a lot was of sitting and waiting, and it was a lot of eating croissants first thing in the morning, and then eating croissants at lunch, uh, and then having a big undercooked beef meal uh, every night in South Africa, and getting fat. I got fat in in the 17 days I was gone. So it was a dream. It was a dream. You know what? I, I'm just going to go to the African Lion Safari next week, just around the corner. Here. Catch it all. Uh, I'll tell you what, Kitch. That's one thing it does make you rethink. It's like zoos are probably not a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> when you yeah, see these things function in the wild and then you think, huh. And a couple of their friends are in a fucking 12 by 16 cage their entire lives. <laughs> I don't know if that seems right. Yeah. I'm now anti-zoo. I'm anti-zoo. <laughs> I'm anti-zoo yeah. and I am uh, pro-North American living. After seeing the shambles that is that country, so and I say that like in like it was actually disturbing, um, how like just beaten up and poor that country is. So we're way off base here, but we might as well go with it. Twelve dollars and fifty cents, three hundred rand, three hundred uh, so that many rand. That is their minimum wage for the day. How much? That's what companies have to pay you. Three hundred rand. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think where everyone were, were mainly Africa. Cape Town. Like, sorry, you mainly where? Where were you? No, no. We, oh my you? god, we went Cape Town, then to the Garden Coast, all the way to Johannesburg, and then north of Johannesburg for our last safari. Mm. Okay. Um, but I think every person in South Africa that we met thinks I'm the king of Saudi Arabia, based on our tips. <laughs> Yeah, it was so easy to be a high roller there. <laughs> but <sighs> while I was there, uh, obviously tracking, so we'll dive right in, obviously tracking our beloved Raptors. And, you know, we had the coaching change, uh, the coaching announcement, which, by the way, Darko, not on any major No, event. You couldn't get, like, no one ever heard of this dude. Uh, there's all the Fred talk. There's all the Pascal talk. There was in the, uh, what are we going to do with the draft talk? So we're going to, we'll dive into all this. Um, but can I just tell you, after three weeks away, a little perspective, um, I am, I, I've come to a, a conclusion as to what the Raptors should and need to do. Wow. Oh, we'll talk about really? that. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll get wow. to that. We'll get, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you, uh, why don't you give me some thoughts on Darko? So Darko, just a little history. So people who aren't aware. So he's, he was a Serbian, he's a Serbian professional basketball coach, he's 44 years old. Guess he started coaching at the age of sixteen, so I guess he's he's been he's been a he's been a wannabe coach. He went to he went to university for NBA or basketball coaching, which is I don't even know it was a program. What anyway? He so two thousand nine, he went to some school for 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 coaching basketball in uh, in Spain or something like that, somewhere over there. Really? Yeah. Two thousand nine like qualification. You get a qual- like you gonna, I, I'm intrigued. I guess so. I guess so. I've, I've read that up somewhere. He, he got a coaching qualification there. Okay. Uh, 2009 to 2012, uh, head coach of the Espacio Torlanatos of the Spanish League. Of course, he had a 16 and four, 16 and 14 record there over the last two years. The 16 and 14 over two years. They play. They play. They play no, 15 games. A, a record for each each of the last two years there. Oh, 16 oh, and 14. oh, oh. So he had the same. He had the same record in, in two years in a row. Oh, okay. 2012 to 2014, became head coach of the Tulsa 66ers of the NBA League. Sure. Had a record G of fifty one and had a yeah G the G League yeah had a had a record of fifty one and forty nine over the two year period, not great so not not a great not a great record as a head coach. Uh, two thousand fourteen to eighteen assistant coach at OKC uh, was a summer league head coach uh, where he went fourteen and fifteen when he was head coach of the summer league, <laughs> not a great record. Uh, and that was OK, OKC was that team that they made four consecutive playoff runs when he was there. One year in one year in Phoenix, 2019 to 20, and then 20, 2020 to 2000, 2023, assistant coach at Memphis. So the 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 sort of the, I guess the, the knocking is he's been poached. He's been poached twice. He's been poached by Phoenix and Memphis over the past few years by uh, new coaching staff. So new coaching staffs came, came into Phoenix. New, new coaching staff came into Memphis, and they actually reached out to make sure this guy was part of their roster. So he is he is. Wanted by uh, by people, and they and from what I read, they got a pretty good uh, history or track record that he that uh, he brings with uh, with players. So that's what I got. That's all I know. I I know nothing else about him besides that. Well, I mean, listen, based on the the coaching uh, record, I don't think he put much stock in that. All those things that he's been working on are all developmental stuff. Uh, and you know, I don't think anyone would expect. I don't think you can judge him based on on his coaching record. He'll slide right into our forty one and forty one Raptors based on that exactly uh, exactly Maybe that's why i want him yeah. perfect but yeah everything i've read about him and you know there, there wasn't a ton available to find but he is supposedly some the two things he believes in is player development which i guess every coach should probably believe in developing their players I'm not sure that's a i'm not sure that's groundbreaking um 
uh, concept. But uh, I, I like what I hear about what he, how he wants to run an offense. I'm not sure Pascal Siakam will like how he wants to run an offense, but he is all about ball movement. Um, you know, no, like limited isolation ball. Like that is, if that's true and he can impl- implement that, welcome Darko. Yeah, he, he's he's actually written a number of acclaimed articles about the evolution of the pick and roll. So he's actually written articles that 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 are well recognized about the evolution of the, of the pick and roll. So they, that's I, I like the pick and roll in the NBA. Hey, it seems to work. Seems to work. Yeah, I mean, pick, roll, kick, perfect. Just yeah. you know, I, I but I, I do wonder how someone like Pascal is going to. Um, you know, flourish in that type of uh, environment. But we'll see. I mean, listen, you can say all this stuff. At the end of the day, it's a star's league. It's a player's league. You know, how much power does this guy really have? But that's, this will all go into the what's the makeup of the team, too. For all we know, Pascal's not even on that team in October. Well, I was surprised you even thrown it out there. I thought for sure that. You're, you're, I thought for sure that was part of your surprise. Yeah, well, no, no, God. no, no. Well, listen, it, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. So, listen, no. obviously, Jer- Jersey's no, out on spe- dark. But- yeah, conspiracy Sorry. theory. So, conspiracy oh. theory is this is this our ticket to, uh, to Jaw? Does Darko have an in with jaw where he can somehow figure out a way to get him here like that? When, as soon as I read that the first time and I sent this to you, I'm like, like the only thing, this guy came out of nowhere while he was with Memphis for four years. Maybe he's got some, something hidden up his sleeve that uh, Messiah and him are working on. Well, wouldn't that be nice? Because I would absolutely love to be in the job business after him coming off of this whole sort of, I sow in my oats at 24 years old uh, and got 15 years left. But I mean, that seems unlikely, but that being said, multiple trade options that you could do, like, would Memphis be as interested in Pascal, you know, Pascal and, you know, you could probably have to go Pascal and Boucher type plus whatever, whatever picks we have left, which I don't think is much, um, you'd have to start doing shit like that. And would they be interested? They, and they might actually be interested in something like yeah. that, especially because they still got a decent team and they're going to eat 25 games without, without their, their stud worth where, We'll, we'll be happy to eat 25 games if we could, oh if we brought it on board. And, and it's a win for Jaw. Can't carry a gun without getting a lot of trouble. So he's got to be careful on the gun thing. And most of his posse can't come with him because they all got criminal records probably, so they can't come across the border. So it's perfect. It's just a perfect place to put John Morant. I think, I think we're supposed to say friends. Most of his friends will have a hard time oh, uh, hanging okay. out trying. Yeah, we can't, I'm not sure. But I think Phil Jackson got in trouble for saying posse with LeBron. I'm not sure we should. Um, but, yes, he certainly would have some issues with his guns uh, up in our neck of the woods. But he'd have a plethora of the establishments he likes to go to. Oh, he would. He would. Lots yeah. Lots of Gunless Lots of establishments. Gunless well, and establishments. the money and and his money would go a little further there. Buck thirty. Yeah. yeah. Buck thirty a little further. Somebody would have to somebody would explain that to him. But yeah. A couple <laughs> couple more dances. Just tell him that. A couple more dances. Doesn't cost you anything more. It's like two free dances. <laughs> uh all right. Well, listen, I think the jury's obviously out on Darko. The big question in the Bart family is do I put Darko on the back of the jersey? After I cross off nurse, or do I put the whole Rajakovich on the back of the jersey? Darko. It's cool. I think Darko too. Yeah. But the boys Rajakovich. were anti that. I don't even know how to say it. Is the J silent? Do you say the J? Raha. Is it Rajakovich? Is it, there's too much. There's too many variables in the, in the I think Rajakovich. it is Rajakovich, actually. I think it's Rajakovich. What is it? Raha. Raha. Well, it's R A J R A J A. So Raja Kovic. Yeah. K O B I C. Uh, but I think I think Serbians, it's Raha. Raha. I don't think it's Raja. In Serbia, it's Darko. Go with Darko. Yeah, Darko. I agree. I'm going Darko. It's easier. Yeah. You know, it'll fit on the shirt. Easy, easier too. And you know what? A much shorter line to cross them off when we when we fire them. 
Yeah, I might, I might be crossing mine off when he's still when he's still playing. So we can get to that. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. we will. We will. All right. So, um, so there's Darko. Now we slide. I got to throw. I got to before we move oh. on. I got to throw. Okay. So I, I got a trivia for you. So the oh. Raptors. And so I want to see how, how well he did. I I was probably about five or six. I was probably six. Raptors have had ten coaches in 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 Raptors history. Okay, how many? How many of the ten can you come up with? Uh, start start from start from the current work back. Well, so you got uh, Darko so and Nurse. Darko and Nurse. Darko Nurse Casey. Um, who was before Casey? It wasn't Butch Carter before Casey, was it? No, he was long before that. No, Butch Carter's there. No, he was he was four. Okay, so four Carter's in. He that. was five guys before Casey. Carter was five guys before Casey. Uh, so there's more. There's, there's, there's a there's Brennan Malone's in there too. Oh God, he was the first coach yet. Was he the first? He was the very first. Yeah. Isaiah hired him first, did he? Yeah. Um, so that's five. Who the hell is in between oh, you, there? You, yeah, you. There was a fire. Fire. There was a fire. Nailed there. I'm thinking nailed now. One coach of the year. One coach of the year. <laughs> Sammy uh, Mitchell. Sammy Mitchell. Oh, Sam. Oh, yeah, TSN Sam. TSN, oh, I forgot who it's Sam. Fire yeah. Mitchell. T- God, who are the ones in between? Who, like, who are the Chris Bosh coaches? Veterans. Veterans. So veteran coach. I think he coached the Hawks for a number of years, didn't he? Lenny Wilkins. Oh, Lenny. Forgot it. Yeah, I mean, what a joke that was, however. That was what a mistake that was. Yeah. Like, and then I didn't remember this one. Kevin O'Neill. I don't remember Kevin O'Neill after Lenny. Uh, he had a cup of coffee. Yeah. I, well, now <laughs> you say it. I didn't remember until you said it. You're, you're right. I never would have got that. <laughs> and um, then the big the Canadian white guy. The Canadian white hope. Oh, yeah. Uh, national team. Uh, what's his face? Jay. Uh, Jay. Jay Triano. Jay Triano. Jay Triano. Yeah. Uh, all-time great uh, national team player, by the way. Uh, the only right. other one was uh, the only one was after Malone was Daryl Walker. So that was that was a way back. Oh, I that yeah, one actually, Daryl Walker uh, coached for what at least two years, maybe three. Yeah, oh, Daryl. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Malone, Daryl Walker. Piston. This is this is the order: Brandon Malone, Daryl Walker, Butch Carter, Lenny Wilkins, Kevin O'Neill, Sam Mitchell, Triano, Casey Nurse, Darko. Oh, what a what a storied list of uh, head coaches. Yeah, <laughs> Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame of head coaches for the Raptors. Uh, well, do we want to just and do we want to mention Nurse quickly go, about going to Philly? Uh, uh, what 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 does he have with Philly? Like, uh, I got I would get yeah I would get Harden out of town as fast as I could. I and and I would and I would give Maxi the ball more. Like I just if, if they run that team back, Bead Harden, uh, Maxi. I don't know. That's a that's a. That's tough. Well, tough, tough I'll just to, say tough to coach that guy. Based on the fact that he ended up there, I just think uh, terrible decision. He should now. It's clear he should have waited a year and just to see what was out there. Because you know what, he goes there now and doesn't have a great um, a great run. Like all of a sudden, his star gets diminished pretty quickly. Like I think his next job was his most important job. And now, yeah, I don't think I don't think Philly's gonna. They're not title contenders. I don't think. Well, Embiid, if Embiid, if Embiid stays healthy, if they figure out Embiid and they can make him last through the season and not burn out in the playoffs, um, he is—he was the MVP. So. Maybe, yeah, he, uh, he, but you he know could, what? That, that looks that looks awfully hollow. That MVP, and after watching uh, the it Joker, does. oh my God, yeah, <laughs> the Joker could be in Jordan territory where he should just win it every year. Yeah, yeah, people want to go there. People just want to go there and play. Yeah, because they know you know you're getting the pass. Keep oh, your head up, because all he does is make his teammates money. Totally, totally. Well, look at Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown's yeah. going to go. Where are like 
the, I think Denver, all they can offer him is like eight million. He's like, fuck that. He declined that option in a heartbeat. Yeah. And he's sitting there going, I'm going to get 12 to 15, maybe more. Yeah. Maybe more. I'd say 18. I'd say something. Yeah. Like, oh, gee, yeah that's crazy. Yeah. That is yeah. crazy. But I, that's where these GMs, I don't get it. Like, you got to understand he's a product of that environment. You know, you bring yep. Bruce Brown into your environment. He's probably not going to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. You're right? Probably, he's probably right. not going to be that guy. I'm sure he's not going to be that guy in the Raptors. He's going to be the Will Barton of the Raptors. Jesus. All right. Um, all right. Listen, let's move into the draft because that's the highlight here. The draft is the highlight. Sure. Uh, so going to draft, there's all kinds of rumors about uh, what we were potentially thinking about doing with our trades. That there could we move up to four or three? Could we move up at all? Uh, and of course, like everything else going on in Raptor world, when there's a rumor, none of it ever ends up being true. Uh, the rap stand pat. And then uh, I guess you could say Dick falls to the Raptors because he was projected to go higher in most pre-draft uh, somewhere between eight and 10 was sort of where people were looking at it. Uh, he falls to us. And I, you know, based on everything I know and have seen, which isn't a whole heck of a lot, uh, but I think he's a pretty good shooter. And guess what we they, needed? They they claim so. Dur watching the draft that night, they said he was the top top rated shooter in the draft. So he was the top rated perimeter shooter in the in the draft. Which I don't know if you guys watched the Raptors last year, but we kind of need that. We kind of need somebody who can make a shot from outside. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, the the the, kudos, the the praise was there for his shooting. His defense is a little so suspect. So he's a bit he's a bit Gary Trentish, I would say. He's probably the, probably falls in the end, but he is six seven. So he can, he can score underneath. Well, yeah. I mean, he's, he doesn't have an NBA body yet, which they're going to work on, obviously. So he'll get bigger, stronger. Uh, I don't know if he'll ever be a great defender, but he doesn't have to be great. He's got to be, uh, he's got to be reasonable, but if he can shoot it, you know what? He doesn't even have to be reasonable. I don't give a shit. If he can knock it down, I don't give a shit. What yeah. is his defense? We'll, do, we'll get other guys to worry about that. Um, I, I'm quite happy about making an outside shot for our team. Oh, like, I, so to me, it's like, okay, maybe best case scenario is that we get, we get the shooter that we've been pining for. And then two, since the draft, everything you hear, read about him, what he's been saying about Toronto, like he seems like he's going to fit in, happy to be coming to Canada. I mean, I mean, I guess all I'm saying is he's saying all the right things, doing all the right yeah. things, saying all the right things. Even even in the Wizard of Oz suit, Oz suit he was wearing, he was still like, yeah, but I love it. I love a little personality. Sure, why not? He's confident. He's, he's marketing confident himself. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think this guy's going to say all the right things. Like this guy basically left high school, went to Sunrise Christian Academy, so went to a, a Christian Academy prep school, and uh, like they, they had him, they had him in an interview, and he was he was saying I, um, all the blessings in his life. He said. Um, I'm trying to do the best I can with it to glorify God while I'm doing it. So he's a, he's Wait, a he did say that. He said that. Oh yeah. He's a, he's a big, he's a big religious guy. Yeah, God squad religious guy. Oh. Yeah. He's a God squad guy. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that. Um, you know what? We'll be close enough to him at the, uh, behind the bench. I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's always good to bring up religion. <laughs> at an event. Uh, wait, and I'm just, Played one year at Kansas, came out of Kansas University, averaged 14 points, five rebounds, 1.7 assists a game. So solid, nothing, nothing stellar. Not, you're not getting a guy that's going to score 30 or 40 here. Got well, one, I don't know, he won the, he was, he was, he was named the Gatorade National Player of the Year. I'm not sure what the qualification of that, but Gatorade National, it's got to be pretty good to, to be a National Player of the Year. You got to have some, some game. Yeah, listen. I mean, he's one and done out of Kansas. He went to the top top five program, one and done. I mean, clearly he's a player, and he was highly touted. Like it's not like he yeah. was a 
uh, you know, no, not, I mean, our grade was anywhere between uh, an A and an A minus. Like everyone was like thrilled that, uh, or thought this was a great pick for the rap. So it, yeah. listen, it's all good news. But what I'm wondering is what about, old, you know, we, we did a second round pick. Is that, that got lost in the, um, I think that was the Kawhi, the last of the Kawhi trade. Yep. Um, yep. Which is, it's funny how all of a sudden, um, you know, five years later, you know, we won a championship. It's like, oh, geez, I would have looked like, I would have liked to have that pick in this draft. It's like, oh, it's too bad. True. Yeah, true. We're yeah. trading for it. Uh, well, we might feel that way next year with Jakob. Um, <laughs> but then look at our two-way contract kid, Marquise Noel, the kid who oh, had the I great run, that. had the great run with Kansas State in the tournament this year. Yep. I'll be very interested to see. Like, obviously, you can't tell anything about a tournament, any tournament, and he's a small guard. Generally speaking, they have a hard time of, of showing up in the NBA. But uh, I'm intrigued to see if that kid uh, can become an NBA player. I think he will. Might as well give him a shot. Like, you look at the bottom of our bench with Ron Harper Jr., Jeff Downton, Will Barton, Delano Baton, Banton. Get ready. Like, those guys are all interchangeable. So throw this oh kid in. Gosh. Those guys yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say, um, I would say the, uh, the hourglass is almost out of sand for our redhead warrior. Okay. <laughs> oh, for um, what's his name? Um, oh, why can't I think of his name? Redhead warrior. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, why can't I think of his name? That's Banton, terrible. Banton Harper. No. Uh, who's the guard from San Diego State? Jesus, I can't even think of his name. It's terrible. Malachi. Malachi. Oh, no, you said you said Malachi. Oh, you said Malachi. I didn't yeah. hear you. Oh, oh, sorry. Malachi Smith. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fuck, he's done. Thank God. It's all <laughs> over for him. Um. Yeah. So listen. All in all. I think standing pat and getting Dick signed has got a two way, the two way contract. I mean, I, don't know, I would say it's a huge success for us. Yeah. And honestly, like I, this, this whole trade, we, we got to trade for the second and third pick that, I, that never happens. Like, honestly, no. if you are the GM for these teams and uh, you get a lousy team, you don't want to pick up a veteran. You want to build and, you want to hope you can get, you want to hope one of these guys is going to be the next Jokic or, or Donkic or Giannis. Like these guys come out of the, you, you're, you're hoping more for that than trying to pick up like a Bradley Beal and giving away the second pick for a guy who's going to pay a lot of money too with a bunch of kids. So the, 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 I would say the hype to these trading, the second and third round pick as a GM, you can't risk doing that. You just cannot do it. I don't think. No. And the, the trade effort two was never an option. Like Charlotte's got, wants no part of anything that we have. Why would they? They're in, they're in rebuild for the next five years, but the, the Portland one, you could at least kind of get there going. If they keep Dame, they want to try and win now. What does Siakam uh, do that for? Because that's the only piece that you could move at that stage. But then if I'm True. Portland, why would I want Siakam? Like Siakam doesn't do it for you. He doesn't put you over no. the top. Doesn't change. Doesn't change your dynamic dramatically. He's a, he's a, he's a good two man. If 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 Lillard can be your one man and score most of your points, then he's a good two man. Like this, that was that was his that was sort of his fit for the Raptors when we won. Yeah, but the West is so team. tough. The West is so tough that I just don't think yeah, they're not a team where they're like one piece away, right? Yes, yeah, Siakam yeah. helps them, but then they're like, yeah. okay, now we have to fill. Now we have to go fill the other three gaps that we have in our team. So for them, keeping that pick. All the sense in the world. They're going to trade Dame. They're going to trade Dame. So it doesn't, yeah. But I'm with you. I hear you. I hear you. All right. So that leads us into free agency. Let's talk about about the other thing in the draft, actually. One more thing was, or kind of about the draft with the trade, was the Porzingis trade. I think Porzingis was huge. Wow. It's a steal. It's a steal, for for sure. Yeah. Giving up smart for Porzingis for that roster now. they, they They lacked a big, well, they have a big, but he's 95 years old in Horford. So they lacked a young big. Or younger big, and and as long as he can stay healthy, that team's going to be tough in the East with Porzingis now as a, as another scoring threat for for that roster. Yeah, I mean that's that's the key is Porzingis 
prior to this year was pretty much an eggshell. Uh, so yeah. this was his first sort of real year of, uh, I think he played 78 games or something like that, 76 games. He played a full season, had to average 23 points. Uh, yeah, that's huge for them. I, I mean, Boston's easily the favorite going into the next year, considering that the um, it doesn't look like Milwaukee's going to get Middleton back. So, yeah, this is yeah, it's an awesome trade for Boston. But listen, yeah. we don't, yeah. on this pod today, we don't really have time to talk about anybody else. I have to be on the okay, golf sorry. course here in, in 24 minutes, and um, we have some shit to get through. So, free agency. Yeah. Let's talk about it as we ha- as we were about to head into it. Um, so, the big news for us, which I was surprised, Norm – or not Norm, Norm. I wish we had Norm. Uh, Gary. Gary opts in to kick off our free agency. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of huge for $18.5 million. So, there's obviously – he must be thinking I'm getting a longer-term deal with them which I found that surprising, but let's just go take a step back for a second with Dick now on the roster. Gary's uh, like there are minutes. There's a minute like whose whose minutes is Grady Dick taking, right? So if you go with our starting five, Gary's our six man. Then you got precious Boucher uh, or seven, eight, right? Give or take whom else. Yeah. Although Gary, like Gary at, uh, Gary at eighteen million. That's an, that's an expensive six man. Pay pay eighteen million as a six man. That's a that's not a that's not a bargain a bargain price for that. I think I think he's got a I think he's got to start. So I think with the trades when the trades work themselves out and the and the trades break down, I think uh, I think Gary's probably going to be going to be a starter. And and I do feel that like well we're going to get to the cap issue in a bit here, but the cap issue is going to show that we are we do have to move some bodies. And oh, so I. I think Trent goes to a five. I think Trent goes to a five and, and starts. And I think Dick Dick could easily start as a six. I, I would say. Yeah, but if he go if well, okay, but this comes back to yeah. It, so this is what I'm thinking, right? And this is what's going to get to my big reveal here at the end here very shortly. But this is what I'm thinking. Like Gary opting in to me was the telltale sign that we're clearly not re-signing uh, Fred. Yeah, I would think so. Right, I would think so. That'll come up in our cap space. So cap space well, but let, I mean, but let's go into that cap space. We don't have any. No, so we are forty right now. We are forty-seven million above the cap. Right. If with the cap holds that yeah. they have for Jakob and Fred, right, and they and they assume certain prices, and like, like we're way above. We're under we're under the first uh, penalty tax scenario, yeah. but even if we were to re- but. What I found out today too, when I was looking at it, is that the best case scenario too for us is if we, if Jakob or Fred don't resign, all we get back is the is the mid level exception of twelve point two million. So mm-hmm. it's not like we can say, oh well, we didn't sign Fred for for thirty, we can go sign somebody else for thirty. We can't. No, we can't. Right? We so, can't. like we're in cap space hell at the moment right now. We are. Which we again, are. which again leads into where I think this team has to go. Like you just can't survive in this space. Um, no. So, uh, to me, that that is huge. But if you re-sign Fred and Jakob, now you're at now you're over that forty-seven million. You're like a hair below uh, the first tax threshold. But then you have to fill up the roster, so you're ultimately going to go over it. Um, and what are we at that stage? What are you doing? Yeah. Right at yeah. that stage, what are you doing? Like, and that yeah. gives. And by the way, then you've got OG. Uh, who wants a big raise next year? And you've got Siakam with a big raise next year. So now we're we're probably at the second tier uh, threshold, where it's 182 million. And the biggest thing that I learned about this is that it cripples you. You go into that second tax 
uh, threshold, it cripples you with what you can do as far as trades, as far as free agents. Uh, they've really, really burdened you uh, if you go into that, which I like because it's basically t- it stops these ultimately uber rich owners to say, oh, I'll spend anything. I don't care. Right. Yeah. Kind of what the Warriors have done. The Suns have done in the past. The Clippers. Suns this year. So, yeah. And I don't think Toronto's ever had an appetite to do that. So I don't know if you're ready for it, Kitch, but here it is. After three weeks away and seeing everything and looking at all this, we're fucked. We run it back. <laughs> we run it back with this team and we are fucked for the next five years. We'll be mediocre it, for five more years. But we can't even run it back with this team this year because we're, we're 47 over. Like we got to, we have to do something before well, the next season starts. No, but you're, when you resign your own free agents, right? You can, you can, yeah. um, you can go into these certain certain thresholds where it doesn't hurt, where it doesn't hurt you as much as when you if you oh, go above the th- really? yeah but I but again but it doesn't matter you're still forty seven you're paying tax uh, you're limiting what you can do and right. you have a limited roster like it, yep. the only thing to do here is to absolutely renounce the rights to all of our free agents right now that would give us sixteen million under the cap so if we just said Fred Jakob we're not resigning you that's it we can sign and trade mm-hmm. you but we renounce them. We have, we'd have $16 million in cap space that we go out and spend right now in free agency. And then you just sit there and say, okay, you know what? We are going to go um, into the season with Ananobi, Siakam. And we're clearly going to trade them at the, at the deadline. And this all, be, this all becomes about Scotty Barnes, uh, Grady Dick, and whatever guys we're going to build to in the draft the next two to three years. And then we'll have a shit ton of cap space. If you don't resign, if you renounce uh, Fred and Jakob, and then next year you let, uh, you don't have OG or Siakam on the roster, you're going to have a ton of cap space, assuming that those trades come back with expiring contracts, which is all you would do. We'd have a shit ton of cap space. And here's my point is that two or three years from now, we've got, we're probably 40 million ish under the cap. Uh, other teams are crippled by the new structure. So it's not a matter of anymore of teams just saying, Hey, I want to go or players saying, I want to go to LA. I, it's like, they're not going to be able to sign you because of these, these, um, these restrictions. So it's like, why wouldn't we want to be in this space with a young Scotty Barnes, a young Grady Dick, a young core, and then be able to get two or three free agents that could potentially build into something that where guys are going to be taking the money, whether it's Canada or not, they're going to sit there and go, that's the only spot I can go. I will go to Toronto. Like that's the space to be in. We cannot run this back now. We cannot. So it sounds like three words are coming out of your mouth. So three words coming out of your mouth. Blow. (laughs) It. Way the fuck up. (laughs) <laughs> like as big a nuclear bomb as you can get to blow this thing up. Yeah. You have to. And then you know what? I'm okay with it. Like I'm actually okay with, I've, I've wrapped my head around it. A, the next two or three years with Grady growing, uh, Grady, Grady Dick growing. And that's the probably doesn't, that probably doesn't come over. Um, uh, Barnes, yeah, Barnes coming into his own uh, and see what I, I'm okay with it. Let's do it. So Let's do if, it. Uh, what if, um, so what if you take Siakam and maybe a small Boucher or something like that, and we go with, and we pick up a Middleton for a five-year no, contract? Hard no. Oh it, well, it, Middleton on it, but he's a he's an unrestricted free agent, so no, I don't want I don't want Middleton long term. So Middleton's that's shit. that's the thing you could that you can do in the in the <laughs> not shit, he's not bad. That's the thing you could do in the uh, in the uh, in in the in the meantime here is we can we don't have to wait for Siakam and OG and, and have them go. We can actually. See if we can get something value, uh, value back for a longer a longer contract. Well, I mean, 
I have no doubt that Milwaukee would do a sign and trade right now with Middleton for Siakam. I have no doubt. And then I'm sure, I'm sure Giannis would love it having Siakam, right? I mean, that, that'd be a good trade for them for sure. But if you yeah. get if you get Middleton on a, I guess on a reasonable short term, like if I Middleton for two, like, I don't know, I would consider it. But you just we can't get locked into any borderline all stars into these big contracts. If someone's out there yeah. says, "Oh, gee, here's three first rounders or even two first rounders for OG and what and an expiring done it's over like just do it and the same yep. with Siakam if I get Siakam two or three more picks we don't have any picks coming up yep. if I get two or three picks out of Siakam with expiring contract boom done done you gotta go like you gotta go the OKC route now you have to yeah yeah and, he, and you know I guess that that's easy a December conversation then too is uh we're but, we're 10 and 20 by December and then then Siakam then he get moved to maybe a contender and get some picks. Totally, that. that's totally, cool. totally. Um, but I'm just tired. Like you know, this should be my what drives you, you crazy segment, but it's not because I have so many others to choose from. Um, like this whole idea that people are saying. I've heard things like the Raptors are thinking about things differently because of what Miami did, and that you know, in theory, they were a game away from playing. Like they were never. There's a huge difference between Miami and us, Jimmy Butler. They have a stud. We don't have a stud, right? And they got hot and they rolled through it. But that's a one-off. They're not. Miami would not be doing that. And they play as a team. They know the roles. We don't play as a team. We play as a bunch of guys who want to score who can't play who can't score. That's what we play. Yeah. Um, So to think that that's the recipe, uh, or that's going to recreate itself, it's just it's not even it's not even a fair comparison. We are not that team. And as we said in previous pods, like Jimmy Butler is a top five playoff guy. That's a huge advantage to have that guy in the playoffs, right? We yep. don't have that guy. Huge. Nope. Um, so to think that we're, if anyone's sitting there saying, oh, the Raptors are only a player away or, you know, a bounce here, a bounce there away from being like a second, we're not. We, at best we are is a seven to 10 seed uh, and probably a first round exit. If we run this thing back, I'm telling you, I listened to Simmons today and he had a guy from Chicago. I'm one of the, uh, the beat guys from Chicago on, and they've been talking about the Chicago for the last 12 years, since 2008. So last 14 years. And they went through their whole record and that's all they've done is they've meandered between being a first round exit playoff team, uh, never bad enough to be in the lottery, never good enough to go anywhere. Like that's what we'd be staring at. That's exactly what we'd be yeah, staring that's a horrible, at. That's want... a horrible recipe. It's oh. a horrible recipe in the NBA. No. Horrible. No. Give me three, be, give me three years of winning 20 games right now, knowing that year four and five, all of a sudden we start to build on something. And I'm like, I'm in, I'm in. I'd rather do that. I'd rather do that. Not great resale value on our tickets, but I guess it's okay. <laughs> well, better than, um, better than uh, Kim Carnes. Kim Carnes. No, who no, was it? It wasn't Kim Carnes. No, it was Stevie Dicks. Stevie oh, Stevie Dicks. Stevie Dicks. Barely nobody wanted to go see Stevie Dicks. Nobody. Who wanted to see, would you, what were people willing to see more? Stevie Nicks or the Raptors playing game? What was worse for us? <laughs> Uh, it was about a push. It was a push. We'll save actually. <laughs> All right, listen, we got to move here. Uh, so there we go. This is where I'm at. It's over for the raps. It's over rebuild. We have two core guys. I think now, obviously gray Dick, we, we don't know if he's a core guy, but, uh, there's some hope there and let's just build around Scotty and him and see what we can do. Yeah. I give precious, precious, a, health, precious a healthy year. Young guy. He, he could, he could show us something. Sure. Let's see. Let's see what he can show us. Yeah. Right. I'd be happy to go get Seth Curry for 8 million bucks a year in free agency. I'd be happy for that. Well, it's funny you say that. Cause I did think about Seth Curry, but I would only go get Seth Curry if we were running it back. 
because then it's like, okay, well, let's bring me another score. And I guess if you're trying to win with this team, like let's get some more shooting sure. around it. But I don't want Seth Curry if we're if we're rebuilding. Uh, give me, give me a bunch of two way guys. Do you, want, I, you want Dylan? You want Dylan Brooks? Mean mean bugger. Mean, so I would head case, but I would Canadian. totally take him because you know what? This is like Kitch. This is your world. You buy stocks when they're low, not when they're high. His stock's never been sure. lower. His stock has never been low. I would go get him on a three-year, $45 million contract. No problem. Yeah, See what yeah. he's capable of. Yeah, totally would. And, you know, it'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. It'd be a fun yeah. factor. You want him on your team, that's for sure. You don't want him on yeah, the other That's team. all I want. That's all I want in the next three years. Just has, go out there, have, have no expectations. You like, you like, Jordan, you like Jordan Clarkson, too. He's pretty cheap. You can go get him, too. What? Again? Oh, I can't believe that guy's stock. People are, uh, they're talking about a mid-level for him. They're talking about he's yeah. only going to get mid-level. Oh my yeah, God. I would take him in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think we could rebuild and be fun and, you know, scare teams and like be a tough out at home and all that sort of shit. Like, yeah, it'd be great. You know what? I would love to be getting points when we, you and I are sitting there at home as opposed yeah. to giving them all the time. Let's get some points. We still won't. We'll still yeah. have to give them because the, the yeah. odds makers seem to, seem to love the Raptors. <laughs> uh, all right. Listen, uh, I think that, I think we've, I think we've covered the wraps. I think, I think we're there. Now yeah, we are going to yeah. come back early next week because I want to do I want to do a pod on Monday, uh, right after free agency. Monday. Yeah, I want to, I want to be okay. right after free agency. When's so, the, when's the uh, deadline for that Sunday night? Oh, the kicks off uh, six o'clock on Friday. Okay, it's the official free and, agency period. So by the weekend, it'll be all the big stuff will be done. And <laughs> you know, I don't know if you saw this or if it was on our if we had in our thread, but like or maybe Johnny told me I can't remember. Uh, there apparently Masai somewhere said you know. Don't be away from your phone during this this off season because the Raptors are going to be active, type shit, right? Which again, okay. which is typical. So all that means is we're doing nothing. <laughs> we better. Well, if they, yeah. we do nothing. There's going to be a big line through my jersey, and he's still going to be there. But the line's going to be through the Ujiri in my jersey. It's going to be. It's going well, to be xed out. Listen, there, he'll be he'll be dead to me. The rumor is right now it's between us and Houston for Fred which implies that we are trying to go get Fred, which I think we actually still are. Like, I don't think Masai is thinking blow it up. I really don't. I think he's thinking run it back. But Ugh. if we lose Fred, I think that has to change their course. It has to. has to change their course. So come on, Houston. Sign him up. <laughs> go sure get him. really keen to go to Houston. <laughs> well, whatever. You know, they're talking, about, they're talking about upwards of $35 million for him. Oh, That's Jesus. ready to offer him. He'll oh, go to Houston. That's a, that's a Houston move. Yeah. 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 I mean, so Bigger whatever. Perfect. <laughs> Go get him, Houston. Sign away. Um, all right, listen, we got to go. Uh, what drives AOB? So, let, uh, do you want to start with what drives? Okay, what drives? What drives me crazy is you when 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 you when you or me or somebody kindly anyway. kindly invites someone close to them to extend oh. to attend an expensive, prestigious two day golf tournament at their golf course, where all food, drinks, entertainment they're all provided. Yet that close friend chooses not to put any effort into reciprocating. At a much lesser one-day event, so and that tells me that by, and that the friend tells me he couldn't get in because we're 14 at the wait list, so it just drives me crazy. And I, like if somebody gives something, you should reciprocate properly. So that that drives me. That's I'm not pointing okay. fingers at any. I'm not naming names here, but it's just it's point. Right. Well, first of all, let's uh, let's talk this through for a second. So uh, so everyone's aware. Last year, Kitch and I went back to back member guests one day a uh, one day at mine, a two day at his, where we were successful in both. Successful in both. Uh, we won ours here, the one day or the two day we ran out of steam, couldn't win the playoff, but uh, it was almost an unprecedented back to back. And I agree, uh, your tournament's far superior 
uh, except for your clubhouse. We have a better clubhouse here. Um, <laughs> well, that's what drives you crazy, but go on. Yeah, good. <laughs> but this is also going to tie into my what drives you crazy because I was going to say for what drives me crazy, and I was going to say, I was going to preface it with the fact that I, this, it was brought on by me and my lack of attention to detail. It was 100% <laughs> brought on by me. However, However, after further research into the fact that we're 14th on the wait list for our – as defending champs, by the way, should be an automatic entry. That should be a rule in every club everywhere. If you win the year before, you are automatically put back in. So that's yeah. – but whatever. But the second thing – so wait to hear this. So at our club, we actually run two of these events, right? We do, an, we do a two-dayer and a one-dayer. Yeah. So what I found out when I found out that I had missed the entry uh, for either – but here's what they did. So if you signed up for the two-day event yeah. uh, and you got in, Okay. Yeah. That was fine. If you signed up for the two day event and you didn't get in, you were automatically put into one day event, which was fine. But then what they did is they backfilled the one day event with a lottery. So now there are a bunch of people who are playing the two day and also in the one day. And I'm just sitting there going, hang on a second. If you're in the two day and if I'm a yeah. member and I come in after and I want, then guess what? You get bumped down and I yeah. get in. Right. Yeah. It shouldn't be me going on the way. So now you're having members who play in both when there are other members who want to play and you're basically just punishing them because they didn't read one of their 97 emails <laughs> from the club in the month of May. Like, don't, I brought this on myself. I should have I should have known better. I get that. But it's ridiculous to me that they're letting any members play in both events before another yeah. member doesn't play in one like that. That's that seems that is true. Ludicrous. That's bullshit. Based on, the way they, based on the way how they ran the Calcutta last year, I can totally see it. Yeah. Well, that, that, yeah, there's a, there's a trend here at this fucking club, but I, mean, I couldn't it's believe a it. Was, I was gobsmacked when they were telling me this the other day. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is how you're doing it. Like, so you're going to have members who don't get into either. Well, other members play yeah. too. I mean, that does not yeah. seem right. But kids, don't give up hope, bro. You're talking to the pro? Yeah, Jeff. Jesus. What what did he say when he looked at you? He's what like, was his response? Well, he, well he, kept, he kept trying to tell me, but don't worry, Dave. I think you'll still get in. I'm like, Jeff, we're 14th on the waiting list. We're not getting in. Like, don't try and placate me. I think you're going to get in. So, uh, yeah, he just tried to scurry me out of there as quickly as possible. I think you're going to get in or just please go away. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, either one. So it is kind of bullshit. Uh, but, yeah, listen, I did fuck it up. I did. I told you. I t- I, it's on me. Kitch, I owe you. Oh, wait. Or have I taken you on every birthday trip and paid for every one of those this year? I feel like we're kind of Yeah, no, We might be. I think I owe you. I think I owe you. We're just like. Yeah, we might by the be. way, by the way, by the way, Sue's on, Sue's, uh, Sue's on board. U.S. Open. U.S. Open. Sue's on board. Perfect. Okay. That's awesome. Tell her not to say anything to Becky because I'm actually going to surprise Becky with it. Okay. Because Becky doesn't know what we're doing. Becky thinks it's canceled. So this is perfect. So so we're going to do what? What did we agree to? The Sunday, Monday? Home Tuesday? Yeah, you, said, you said Sunday night, Monday day session, and then home Tuesday. Perfect. Perfect. Love it. See? <laughs> see, just stick with me. I guess you, you, sure you don't want to come to Guns N' Roses. You're, no, I don't want to go to, and I don't want to come to darts. Well, I might actually, I might come to darts, but don't rely on it. But Guns N' Roses is definitely not. Oh my God. I should totally come to darts, Kitch. You'd love it. You'd love it. I'm going to run out of batter here in a second. Um, quickly, AOB. Uh, my AOB is, my God, it is, I, you know what? I, the, the forecasters for baseball have to stop telling me every year how good the Jays are going to be because. Oh. Uh, they just cannot knock a run in. Like they had guys in base every inning last night and didn't score one run. And it's just painful to watch them. So I'm off. Eight hits, eight hits, no runs, five doubles, no runs. Yeah, yeah, It's impossible to hit five doubles and not score a run. It's impossible. Go, 
go old school, bunt. Let's bunt to third and sack, fl- sack fly guy, the guy home. Let's let's do something to get her, to get a run across the plate. Yeah, and you know the other thing too, like I know we still got shut out, so it wouldn't necessarily matter. But we're you know one nothing is better than three nothing going into the ninth. You can actually figure out a way to like yeah. you can scrap your way. But come on, Schneider, you can't leave that guy in there for that last. Like he lets the first two guys on, gets the next two guys out. He didn't look good. Like bring in Romano, get that last out, and give yourself a chance. Chance, yeah, true. I didn't like that at all. True. I'm uh, losing my luster for Schneider. I'm losing my luster for the Jays. Jays. But I'm going Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. Right. I'm going Saturday, Sunday. Two games in a row. You back to back. Oh, back geez. to back. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of that's a lot of baseball. It is a lot of baseball. A lot of baseball. cup game. I've that's already sent the cup game, game out to a whole bunch of people. I told them to do their homework. <laughs> modified rules? Have you modified the rules? Modify the rules. Loonies. It's gonna be loonies. Yeah, we gotta do. So I know, but we gotta do. Uh, we have to modify our rules again based on the pitch clock. We have to do like there's a pitch clock box, all that shit. Like we gotta do. Oh yeah, yeah true. We gotta modify yeah, that. Yeah, awesome. Pitch clock. We'll, right. we'll, we'll we'll be staring at the pitch clock the whole game. We'll be watching the baseball game. We'll be staring at the pitch clock. <laughs> it was at zero. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. AOV for me. I don't think I have much. Uh, oh, other than you know, what? I should let everyone know that Johnny Bart uh, is now trying to qualify for the Bermuda Open. Um, which is a PGA event uh, oh. in Bermuda in uh, November. Yeah, Johnny's now trying to qualify. So here's how it works. Johnny, not Bobby. Yeah, Johnny. No, Johnny. Johnny. Because uh, Johnny's obviously out to lunch on uh, how this all works, how the world works. A reality. Um, a reality. Yeah. A reality, yeah. He's not based in it. That's for sure. Uh, so because he has Bermuda status, uh, Bermuda opens up, th- uh, the, the PGA opens up three spots for Bermudians. So you have to be a 1.4 handicap or lower to qualify for the qualifier. Then if you go to the qualifier, the top three guys in the qualifier make it. So Johnny has put it uh, in everyone's head in our family. That's all he talked about in South Africa is how he is going to qualify for the qualifier and then make the tournament. So there we go. So I'll I'll be watching 14-year-old Johnny in the PGA event in November. I'll keep everyone posted on that. (laughs) All he's talked about. That's all he's talked about. That's awesome. Dog on a bone. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Chip in a chair. Full circle, Johnny. Just a chip does in a chair. He, does, he know he, does he know he cannot play from the forward tees when the call like he's gonna uh, be back? Try and explain that to him uh, as he continues to play from the blue whites here at Wildfire. Um yeah. and I, and he's not broken eighty yet in the this summer, so he's it's a grind. It's a grind right now. Yeah. It'll be tough for seventy three hundred yards for, for oh, oh my god. Well, actually for me, it's only about sixty seven. It doesn't matter. Sixty seven is still way too much. But they, he's got his cap down six points. He's like at a seven. He's gonna get down to a one. That's a lot of work <laughs> in three months. That's a lot of work in three months. <laughs> so yeah. So, but speaking of which, I'm off to the golf course with him right now. So uh here we go. Kitch. All right, Kawhi. I don't I don't think I want you to come back, but just take this away. Kawhi up top, looks at the clock, turns the corner for the win!